the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And we're talking uh, if our quality of our show and the sound of our show isn't perfect, it's because of me. I don't know where we lost everybody. Gil, are you still on, Mark? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything. So, all righty. Anyway, if you want to call in, we have open lines, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And Tom, Tom, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. There, you drive 8,000 miles a year, and I think semi-synthetic is the perfect engine oil for you, and I'll tell you why. Conventional oil is good for three to 5,000 miles. And if you went to conventional oil, you would have two oil changes a year. Now, synthetic oil, which all oils are backward compatible. If you use a synthetic, the synthetic is worth ten to 15,000 miles. And trust me when I tell you, it's capable of handling ten to 15,000. Well, I don't want you to go um, ten to 15,000 because I need you to come in for an oil change so we can check your tires and your belts and your hoses and your fluids and your spare and all that kind of stuff. So your semi-synthetic is perfect because the semi-synthetic is good from 5,000 to 7,500. So if you're going to cheat by 500 miles, it doesn't bother me at all if you do eight. So again, conventional is five to seven. Semi-synthetic is actually semi-synthetic. Conventional is three to five. Semi-synthetic is five to seven. And then seven to, you know, whatever is your, is your sin oil, your synthetics. You only do it once a year and you should, I would do it in April or May so that you go through the summer with fresh oil and you just change it every April or May. But you got to check it at least once or twice in that period of time. But I think you're using the right oil. But the answer to your question is is 8,000 miles on that oil is just fine. Oh, okay. That sounds good because I've only been, I only put on 2,000 miles since, since April when I had it last changed. Okay, then then I want you to go seven or eight thousand miles and just continue on. Okay, sounds good. I I I don't want you to go longer than a year, though. Okay, I don't want you to go longer than a year. But I mean, if you're going to miss it one month or two months, and you're going to go thirteen months or fourteen months, I don't care about that. But if the two thousand kind of messes it up. Because now you're gonna if you do two thousand a year, then and I tell you to change it at four thousand or eight thousand mile intervals, then that's four years, and I don't want to do that for you. Okay. So that's um, you know i i have I have customers who come in at five thousand miles with a synthetic oil, 
And that's just a huge waste of money. If you wanted to do something, go to a conventional oil, change every 3,000 miles, and that's certainly going to be at least one oil change a year for you. And that would be appropriate if you wanted to. Just go to a conventional oil, three to 5,000 mile intervals. I think I'm happy with the semi-synthetic, I think. Okay. All right. I just want to remind you, and I'm just teasing you now, Tom, your engine doesn't know the difference between the very finest oil in the world and the very junkiest oil in the world. It doesn't know the difference. So it's not going to love you more and last longer than anybody else in the neighborhood because you put semi-synthetic or synthetic in it. I have lots of people who have have admitted that, that in so many words, my car's going to love me and last longer because I give it a premium oil and I change it real often. There's no truth in that at all. Your car doesn't have a brain or at least a brain to know what you're doing to it. Um, it has a brain that runs fuel and spark and timing and stuff like that, but it doesn't know and it doesn't care. The difference between uh, these oils is this. I'll give you a quick example. That conventional oil will hardly pull out of the ground, pour out of the ground at uh, 25 degrees below or 25 degrees below zero. Okay, a full synthetic pours out of the can at 60 below zero. So there's a difference between those two oils, but we don't care in Arizona when it pours out the can because we're not in Iceland or we're not in the North Pole. On the other end, conventional oil turns to a tar at 260 degrees, semi-synthetic probably goes to 300 degrees, and full synthetic goes to 500 degrees. But I want to tell you something. At 260 degrees, your motor is in dire need of some something and at 270 degrees and 280 degrees that motor is going to melt down and it ain't going to go any further it can't handle 260 270 degrees it just can't handle that semi-synthetic goes to 500 where the oil turns to a tar and there's no way in god's green earth your oil is going to test that upper limit because the motor's toys toast long before that so the difference in the three oils is on the cold side how cold can it get and still come out of the can? And on the high side, how hot can it get and stay oil as opposed to turn into a black burnt tar? And that there you have it. That's the difference between the three. I use a, a full synthetic in my truck because I drive about 15,000 miles a year. I just had it changed. So I drive it about a year. I just do it once a year. And my wife's car, I have a full synthetic in it, but it called for that. And I'm changing her. She's at 12,000 miles a year, and I'm still doing it. Uh, hers at one-year intervals. So, you know, she could go 15, but I'm I'm cutting her off at 12, and 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 depends on how much she drives. So, so anyway, anyway, you bring up a good point, Tom. Good luck to you, and hopefully uh, you can make the right decision. But I think your semi-synthetic is fine. But I just, if you're going to do two or three thousand miles a year, um, you can go two years, but I I don't think that's in your best interest. Now, for the rest of you, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. There's going to be a few of you out there that goes, Mark just wants us to come in once a year so he can sell us something. Um, there are people in our industry that have that idea, and those are the ones that are telling you that you have to come in every six months for your synthetic oil change, which isn't true. Um, but Mark's not doing that. You, you can't go two years without somebody checking your air filter, checking your belts, your hoses, looking for oil leaks, looking for tire wear, looking for nails in your tires, checking your fluids. Well, you, you really, that's not in your best interest. 
And we find lots of major problems during oil changes. We find fuel leaks and oil leaks. The customer had no idea. So that inspection, which is included for free in the oil change, that inspection. So if you're going to go and change your oil twice a year, then uh, you get two inspections, and I'm comfortable with that. But if you're going to go 15,000 miles over two years, um, I don't want to ride with you towards the back, the back third of that time mileage. I'm just kind of scared for you. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Gil, did I hear the gun? Yes, you did, Mark. Say hello to Sam. Hey. Sam, good morning to you. How can I help you? Oh, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much. All right. I've got a uh, granddaughter that's got a car. It's a 2006 Nissan Altima with a four-cylinder. Okay. She's got uh, inner boots on the front axles both of them have been separated or or split or whatever in the middle so she's lost grease and i'm just going to wonder how how much of a job is that for me to tackle because i've i've done rebuilding engines and brakes and all kinds of stuff so i'm mechanically inclined Okay. Okay. All right. Um, you're going to have to align it at the end of the day, but um, you're going to get two reconditioned axles because you, you probably don't have the tools necessary and to rebuild those axles or put new joints on those axles or to clean them up and fill a new boot with grease and put the boot over the old joint. Okay. So th- okay. those all take specialty tools. Um, when it when it spins and and we blow the boot out, then obviously you know that the certif the cert, as it spins. I'll find that word in my head in a minute. As it spins, it throws all of its grease out. Right. So um, you would you would start by uh, jacking up the front end, taking the front tires off. You're probably going to have to take the lower ball joint apart, and you might have to take the top part of the strut apart. You're going to uh, just get that out of the way. So you're going to pull that off the end of the spline to the axle. Now you got to get the other end of the axle out of the transfer case or the, the uh, drive axle or drive unit or whatever you want to call it. So people pull on those, but the boot holds everything together. So pulling on it just usually pulls the boot apart. But in your case, you don't have to worry about that because the boot's not good anyway. So sometimes you can just tap those inner ones out. They have a, a snap ring that the axle snaps into that splined female splined assembly in the uh, transaxle. Sometimes it takes a lot of muscle to get it out, and sometimes you're going to use some some tools that helps you pull it out. Under the very best of conditions, you cannot put anything behind the axle and pry it off the transaxle. You're going to mess up the seal, and you might mess up the bushing, and that's a really ugly thing to deal with. So okay, well, I, I think if you in the slide puller though, you could yeah you could use the slide puller. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that and when and then now you're going to get the axles first, and you're going to look at the old or the new ones <laughs> to see what's on the other end. Okay. Okay. So when you get you get the used that or the rebuilt axles, you look at that inner joint, and on the end of it is a round ring and a groove, and it's spined. Well, you know that when you go in there and you push that in that that snap ring so that round ring is going to expand inside the transaxle and hold that axle in one place right so now when you get these axles i want you to measure the the length and everything 10 times over 
I want you to take your micrometer out and measure all the spine. I want you to measure the length of the axle compressed. I want you to do the the length of the uh, axle extended, and I want it to match perfectly to the ones you're pulling out. You can't. I can't tell you how many times we have just spent an exorbitant amount of time because the axle wasn't the right one. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's not. So, okay, so take a good look. Take those axles, set them side by side, and make doggone sure that everything about them is the same. Okay, and you're recommending recondition that's already got the grease, the boots, and all that stuff on it, as opposed to yes. one that they would have that? Um, yeah, most auto parts are going to have those reconditioned axles. My fear is, is you get it apart. Um, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I can't. I have no way of knowing what your skill level is, but I can tell you right now, there's been a lot of my techs that have decided to do that. And they put boots on it, they packed it with grease, and then all of a sudden, you know, 6,000 miles later, we got a joint coming apart. We take it apart, there's metal in the boot, and then we go, whoa, that joint was bad at the beginning, and you missed it. And that's the only reason why this joint came apart is, is you booted it when it was already lost its polish and was already eating itself from the inside out. So that's, that's why I'm saying just it's better for you to just get two recon and I'll tell you what it's probably cheaper than you think it is okay okay and what about the front struts well if I'm going to be there and she's got leaking struts I could probably just replace those as well are those you can you'll have you'll have one end off but and and of course you're going to have to line it anyway so if you do the struts right. but if the struts aren't leaking oil um and if she doesn't have any scalloping in the front tires and if the boots are, or the rubber portions of the of the strut on the top and on the bottom are okay, I'm not quite sure what you're gaining. Okay, if if the uh, the shaft on the outside of the strut has residual oil on it, but you don't see any leaking, uh, would that still be a good strut? Yeah, because we're going to have to oil the seal some way, and so there is always going to be oil up there. But I want to see it coming out of the boot. Okay. That would be a because even the new ones, even the new ones will have a sheen of oil on the shaft. Okay, so so it's we're 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 going to have a sheen of oil on there, but we're going to cover it with the hood of the uh, of the strut. Anyway, well, thank you for that question, Sam, and good luck to you. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. We have five six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Gil, take her away. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For thirty five years. We've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. 
I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's the final day to save $1,000 on the Queen Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, now $1,799. Plus, special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See for details. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. The following message is brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The inherent right to work is one of the elemental privileges of a free people. Endowed, as our nation is, with abundant physical resources, and inspired as it should be with the high purpose to make those resources and opportunities available for the enjoyment of all, we approach this problem of re-employment with the real hope of finding a better answer than we have now. Your stuff can be more powerful than you think. Your stuff can be a resource for change. Donate to Goodwill where your donations help fund job placement and training for people in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect our... Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Welcome back, everybody. I don't know what time it is because my clock just decided to be ugly to me, but I'll see what I can do. And um, I'm probably going to miss this next break, but you just give me a 30 or something like that if you don't I'll give mind. give you a one minute. How's that, Mark? Oh, okay, that'd be fine. Let's, um, let me talk real quick about a really good shop, Action Auto Repair. Tom's been around a long time, I-17. He's, he's done a good job. He's honest. He's dependable. Now, just across the world from him, Auto Dynamics is in Sun City. He's a good guy. He's been around a long time. He knows what he's doing. And Chuck Nidey started Auto Dynamics, and I've known Chuck since the late 60s. So these guys are people I know. So Auto Dynamics, he's on the north side of Grand, on just west of 99th Avenue. And you're more than welcome to visit Action at I-17 in Deer Valley or Automotive Dynamics, and it's on the north side of Grand. It's at just west of 99th Avenue in Sun City. Ed, you're up. How can I help you? Uh, Ed, you can hear me. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, quickly, uh, 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 I, I will ask you a co- uh, co- my question, and I will hang up and, and listen to you. I, I'm, I'm in the market okay. for purchasing an SUV. I'm wondering that if uh, uh, if uh, I'm, I'm thinking about six cylinder uh, full SUV, full size SUV, um, uh, VW uh, Atlas. Uh, uh, do you recommend a six cylinder or uh, four-cylinder uh, on that on that size car. When you talk about an SUV, it's because 
Um, it, it can go off-road and snow, and it, it has a, a variety of environments it can run in. And um, the fuel economy on those four-cylinders and V6s has everything to do with the right foot that's throttling up the uh, the engine. So I always say on a sport utility vehicle, I would use the biggest motor available if your intention is is to go skiing or be in the snow or to use it off-road other than just driving to the, uh, the uh, grocery store and back. If you're going to drive back and forth with a sport utility vehicle, then and you're not going to go off road and you're not going to go in inclement weather, then yes, you just go ahead and get the four cylinder. But and I also bet you this that the difference between the four cylinder in the exact same conditions and the six cylinder is going to be one, maybe two miles per gallon, maybe. So does that help you? Yes. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. Good luck to you, Ed. David. You're up next. How can I help you? All right. I have a oil consumption question uh, okay i've had uh gm trucks for the last 30 years and this latest one it's a 2017 i've got a hundred thousand miles on it and it's the only one that's ever um consumed oil uh, i go through a quart about every 40,000 miles 30,000 miles like uh. 30,000 Okay. Is that normal? Um, I'd be real happy with that. Um, I think my diesel's probably a quart low at, uh, I don't know, 8,000 miles. I'm changing it 10 to 12. I mean, now, let me ask you this. Yeah. You're talking about a quart low means it's at the ad mark. It's not below the ad mark. It's at the ad mark. Correct. Okay, because that's the difference between <laughs> ad and the, and the full is one quart. Um, I, 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 I'm... I'm not concerned about that, but if you wanted to find out, I mean, I, I don't know where the oil's going. I, I can't tell you that, but I'd sure like to see all eight spark plugs, and I think you'd be able to okay. tell. But if they're all nice and white and tan, then the question is, is where the heck is that oil going? And could you ever have black smoke? Well, my exhaust um, pipe on. Uh, coming out is darker, blacker than any truck I've ever had before. Okay, and I, I'm not going to go along with that as being anything valid. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, um, I've been involved in the Arizona State Emission since whenever they started in the 70s, and a tailpipe color has never been an issue. Um, I've never diagnosed or been concerned about tailpipe cover color. Um, I, oh, I just okay. you got a catalytic converter on that truck. You're, we're supposed to consume all the fuel coming out the back. I mean, you don't if you don't have any black smoke or blue smoke, and you don't have an engine miss, and all you've got is a quart every forty thousand miles. Then again, I'm I'm not concerned about that. Um, you know, you got to have symptoms, so you got a quart every forty thousand miles. Now, let me ask you a question: If you've got a quart every forty thousand miles, are you doing an oil change at forty thousand mile increments? No, I do it at, at uh, about twelve thousand. I do too. Okay, well, so, uh, well, how do you get a quart every forty thousand miles then? Well, I just have to keep. You know, I just when I check the oil about every month or two, it it's a little down, so I add a, you know, a third of a quart at a time. Okay, so it's a third of the down between the full and the add. Over a year, year and a half, you know, I go through the full quart. Well, I know, but but. Is it is it a third of a quart below the full or below the add? 
below the fold. Okay, well, um, um, I, 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 I don't think if 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 oh gosh, if if you were my brother, I would be laughing at him right now, and I would say okay. the ad mark's there for a reason. And it's 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 your motor's not going to love you, and and it's you're supposed to run between the ad and the full, and it's I've seen motors that didn't like the top end of the hash marks, which is a half a quart low. I've seen people that add oil, and the motor will stabilize somewhere between the ad and the full, and and your owner's manual doesn't say that you're supposed to add a third of a quart. It says add oil when it hits the ad mark. And so I, I'm, you're, you're using science that I've never seen before. And, and, and if, if this was, I mean, pull the spark plugs and see what you got. I mean, if there's nothing leaking on the ground, pull the spark plugs and look and see what you got. But if you wanted to take my grandkids to California and, and, and it was sitting a third low, I'd let you take them, especially if you paid their way. But no, I, I, I can't agree with your philosophy. I can't, I can't. And then you're extrapolating a third of a quart to four, one quart every 40,000 miles. Those just don't, they, they, you, you don't drive the same every day. So you, you, you might go to Tucson, you might go up four wheeling, you might go up to the, to Flagstaff. You have a variety of, of different ways to do it. So, um, I, I I'm sorry. I, I can't go along with a quarter every 40,000 miles using the, the math and the procedures minute, that, that you're talking about. I'm, just I'm sorry. If it's, you know, this is uh, uh, holds a lot more oil. I don't know if it's a symptom of the newer trucks. I don't know. It holds. Eight- it's not a symptom of anything. You don't have anything. You, you you're coming off the full mark. Every 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 vehicle uses a little bit of oil. We we scrape. We use. I mean, we put oil. We spray oil on the cylinder walls, and then we use the oil uh, scraper ring to take it off. But some of it's still there. I mean, using using. You, you, I, I just. I just don't agree with you. I'm sorry. I, I, I just think um, your your reasoning and your extrapolation of a third of a quart translates to to a quart every forty thousand miles is is a quart. Let's just do it with the end result according to your math. A quart every forty thousand miles is absolutely normal. Okay, I got to move on. Scott, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, we have a break coming up in ten seconds, Mark. Okay, well, I'll take that break. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Attention knee pain sufferers. Does the thought of having to get up from your chair make you wince? Do you hate walking up or down stairs? Does it hurt to sleep at night? Have you been told you need surgery? If you've tried pain medication or physical therapy and nothing seems to work, the Arthritis Knee Pain Center of Phoenix may have the solution for you. They use a revolutionary, all-natural treatment that doesn't involve medication or surgery. 
It's called fluoroscopic image-guided visco-supplement treatment. It's an x-ray-guided procedure that allows their doctors to place a cushioning gel directly into the joint to stop the bones from grinding together. And it's even covered by Medicare and most major insurances. Call the Arthritis Knee Pain Center of Phoenix or visit arthritisneepain.com to schedule a free, no-obligation knee pain screening. Call 1-833-483-5906. Remember, it's covered by Medicare and most major insurances. Call 1-833-483-5906. That's 1-833-483-5906. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Or D, just roll with it. Woo! Justin! Look at us! We're over here! Justin! Justin! OMG! He just looked... I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me tell you about a couple of shops that are on the other side of the world from one another. Kurtz Auto Repair, I-17 and Bell Road, gas, diesel, good guy, knows what he's talking about. He's he's not going to take advantage of you. He's the kind of guy, he's a little old for this, but you'll get the drift. He's the kind of guy that you hope your daughter brings home. He knows what he's talking about. He's a good guy, and he's the last thing he wants to do is take advantage of it. So he's been on our list for many, many years, I-17 and Bell Road, northeast corner, and he opened his doors in 87, and I met him just shortly after that. So you can be sure. On the other side of the world is Thompson's Auto Repair. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is the only shop in Mesa that I can say I know will do a good job. He's been around since 1970, and Brian and Thelma come from gas station families, and I've both I've known both of their families since the late 60s and the early 70s. So I can tell you those kids come from good stock, and the guys there were their fathers and and the business owners. They weren't uh, they weren't they were somebody that would be on my list as well. So they're on Main Street, just east of Stapley Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Scott, you're up next. Uh, good morning, Mark. Good morning. Uh, 
Good morning. Uh, hey, Mark, I'm working on a older Chevy pickup, 73 Chevy uh, 350, and I've got a silly question about a PCV valve. Um, how, If I can take that valve and put it up to my ear and rattle it, and I can hear it clicking back and forth, does that mean it's still good? Yeah, um, that that um, that used to be um, our our level of quality and our our quality control check, but really and truly, the PCV valve is positive crankcase ventilator. Yes. On one side of that 350, you have a metal line that goes into the air filter. On the other side of that 350, you have a PCV valve that plugs into a rubber grommet. What we're doing is sucking fresh air in through the air filter, and then it's going through the motor, and we're sucking it out the other side. The PCV valve is not even $10. I was of the impression, always have been, that you just replace the PCV valve every other oil change. Okay. Now, there's a lot of customers that we do that to on the older model cars, and if they complain, I'll, I'll no charge the PCV valve to them. Okay. Uh, I mean, I just it's no big deal, but the rattle stuff... So let me change the question. Mark, have you ever seen a Chevrolet PCV valve plug solid? (laughs) And the answer is yes, but the oil was gurgling out of the motor, and it was smoking like a big dog, and we had a lot of other problems than a PCV valve. So, yeah, just for the price of the PCV valve, just just, – just replace it, and, and if your wife gets uh, gets mad at you, tell her it's cheaper than her, you know, her hair. Okay. Well, you know, another thing too is that uh, if uh, you, I mentioned, I listen to you often, and if you have a problem with your crank, uh, your ventilation system in your crankcase, you're going to have uh, oil leaking out of valve cover gaskets and and whatnot, and uh, seeping, I should say. Uh, so. I just wanted to make sure that the rattle test, if it worked or not, uh, but... I'm okay, sorry. well, let me give you another test, okay? Go to the other side of the engine and pull that pipe out of the valve cover, okay? The motor's running. Take a piece of tissue and put it over the hole in the valve cover. Oh, okay. Okay? And if it's if you can see that it's sucking and you can see the center part of that tissue kind of going into the hole, you got no problem. That thing's working just fine. Okay, got to run, though, Scott. Great question. Keith, you're up next. How can I help you? Keith? Keith? Okay, looks like uh, Keith dropped, so we'll go to Jim. Jim, good morning to you. Jim, I'm sorry. Uh, Keith must have dropped. I can help you, Jim. What, what you got? Yeah, I want to change the uh, coolant on my uh, 2015 E350 Ford van. And uh, okay. I noticed the radiator doesn't have a filler neck. And someone told me you fill it through the overflow bottle. Is that right? Yes. So yes. I, I didn't want to drain it, you know, unless I absolutely knew how I was going to refill it. And uh, I've never encountered that. Is that common these days? Well, doesn't the over there's a, a a line off the bottom of the overflow? Where does that go? Pardon me, I didn't. There's a, a there's has to be a, there has to be um, there's one and maybe two hoses that come off of the overflow tank. Uh huh. Do you have one or two, or do you know? Well, I don't have it in front of me. I think there was more than one. It it doesn't look like it's just a simple overflow thing like in the past. Okay. 
you know, or they just had a one thing coming through the top there, and then it would draw that back in, you know, when the engine cooled. Okay. So, well, um, the 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 uh, the overflow, um, the radiator cap on the radiator pushes, you know, excess into the overflow, and then it sucks it out. But I think on your Ford you have two lines, and I think one of them is a big line, and I think one of them goes to the cooling system and the radiator. And so I could be wrong, but I'm thinking if you fill the overflow and you have the you 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 should be able to add quite a bit of coolant and water to the overflow, um, and that will fill up the cooling system. But um, he, he, here's what I will do for you. Can you email me? Cooling uh, the cooling system holds thirty quarts, and this is just that I doubt if that bottle holds two quarts. So that's why I was questioning that it would have to fill it rapidly, wouldn't it? Again, the radiator has no filler cap. I've never seen okay. it before. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to have to do some research because um, I need to just look at a cooling system chart and, and find out what it is. I, I don't have an answer for you. I I, I I wish you were there so that we could look at the the cooling jug, but uh, Overflow just has one line on it, and it goes to the radiator neck where the radiator cap is at. That's all. I think that there's another line off of your jug that goes into the cooling system uninhibited. Otherwise, it just runs, and I think that's how you fill it. But I could be wrong. Email me at mark at marksalem.com. Do it now, and I'll have an answer for you when I get off the air, and then I'll just email you back. Mark with a K at MarkSalem.com. I'm just going to deem to do a little research. What year was that F-350? Uh, 2015. 1-5-2015? Yeah. Okay, and does it have a diesel? Does it got the uh, no, 6 seven or the... It's a V-10 gas. Oh, it's a V-10? Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll have an answer for you. Uh, well, where I can get to hold of you, you email me. So email me when you can, and if you can't do it this afternoon, then just say, I'm the one that got the 2015 F-350 coolant question. How do I fill it? And I'll be able to handle that for you. Thank you, Jim. That's one of those questions I just don't know. I could be right. I could be wrong, but I'd rather be right, and I'll look it up for you. John, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm looking for a for a transmission shop. On my side of town, I'm on 80th Avenue and Indian School Road. Okay. Um, I, I don't have one over there. Um, I'm okay. sorry. There's 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 only... Um, uh, in Mesa, and I was there several years ago, uh, and I, I had good luck with them. Uh, can you give me their uh, location again? In Mesa? I think it was Mesa or Tempe. Uh, okay, um, that that shop in the shop in Tempe has changed hands a, a couple years ago, and they are not part of my list, and I do not recommend them. The only shop I have that right now that I can recommend without any qualms is Automatic Transmission Exchange, and they're at Fortieth Street in Washington. Fortieth Street in Washington, Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil's been around since 1968. He pretty much knows what he's doing. Um, I just haven't found any other transmission shop that I can trust to send people to because they don't have qualified technicians that are capable of diagnosing the car. That's the problem. Well, that's good enough. Thanks. I appreciate your help. Okay. You're welcome, John. Thank you. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Um, Gil, you want me to do it at the 45? 
Yes. Okay, I'll do the 45. <laughs> 602-508-0960. For those of you that have a car question, um, you, you're more than welcome to email me, mark at marksalem.com. My last name is Salem. Mark at marksalem.com. If you leave me a phone number, um, I'd rather call you. And so we can have a discussion, but I'm going to call you from a blocked line for obvious reasons. So um, sometimes I call and I get the fact that you don't accept blocked calls and I'll wait 15 minutes and then I'll call you back and perhaps you can take that off or you can answer the phone before you're, before you dump me. So, and then if I'll email you back and we'll do it that way, but I do my best to help you out and to answer your questions and give you the best information I can. And, uh, and that kind of helps me. This is an unusual show, and this is the second or third time that we're going to go into Plan B. It's because we have a technical problem. I'm in Payson right now on my cell phone. <laughs> I'm looking at the time on my computer screen, and all the technical equipment that we use to produce that show in Phoenix is not working. And actually, it's, it's my side that's the problem, and I can't fix it. So I'm going to have to get with the engineers and figure out what is wrong with my side, and then uh, and we'll go from there. But um, KKNT had a show before me, and they'll have a show after me, and everything will be fine, and that'll tell me unequivocally it's my fault. We'll be back. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program, a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number four. Listening to Seth from 3 to 6 p.m. and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today.
Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. Well, welcome back, everybody. 47 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Thank you for spending your Saturday with me. Let me tell you what's going on behind the scenes. My phone is blowing up. I, I Obviously, I have call waiting, and I'm not taking calls, but I have a lot of friends who are willing to help me <laughs> answer your questions, except I can't take their, their calls right now. But um, I, I know that I've asked two different people to, to contact me via email, and um, I intend to answer their questions, and Jim is the most recent one. Kevin's back. Can, Kevin, can I help you? Or Keith, I'm sorry. It's Keith. I'm sorry. Oh, hi there. Thanks for taking the call. I want to thank you, you for helping me several weeks ago with my Lexus uh, had the uh, low pressure light on and you told me to lower the pressure in the tires and drive around and it cured it. So thank you for that. Okay. that, that I, I'm not always right, but you made my day because that was at least once I was right. So thank you. Okay. And my question today is I have a 2005 uh, Silverado 2500 HD, uh, original owner, so it's a Phoenix car. And my service airbag light came on. I went to YouTube, and there, you know, it looks like it's real easy to change out the um, uh, crash sensor or what you call it. But it, it, all the YouTubes advised me to check the junction box. I'll call it underneath the passenger seat to make sure those connections are good. And I don't have one there. Is there something okay. I should be well, checking for connections? Well, you're 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 way off track, um, way way off track. They're talking about the um, the black box, and they're wanting you to go to the black box. And the black box could be under the dash, but I think on your Silverado, it's underneath the driver's or the passenger seat, and it's covered by carpet. And you have no business touching that, and you're going to be in trouble when you do. And it's a really bad idea to be messing around with that. How many miles are on your truck? Eighty thousand. Okay. There's a clock spring underneath the steering wheel. We have to maintain connection with the steering wheel as we spin it. So we have one end of this section of wires that is stationary, and the other end is going to spin with the steering wheel. And obviously, we're not making that connection with uh, just wadding up a bunch of wires and letting them go right and left. The clock spring is the most predominant problem, and it's because the airbag module and the computer has lost sight of the airbag. And so the mo- I would say 95% of the airbag lights we have um, with what you're talking about is, uh, is going to be a clock spring. You have to pull the steering wheel off. You have to disconnect the battery. You have to pull the steering wheel off. Um, you'll need a puller to do that. And then you'll have a clock spring in your hand so you know what it looks like. You might have to take the turn signal switch off, or maybe not, and uh, then you'll replace the clock spring. You can't lose sight of where the steering wheel was at, so you have to mark it exactly how you got it off, and you can't turn the front tires during this whole process. And you can't have the battery connected at all, and you have to get it completely back together before you hook the battery up. So um, if you want to guess, then do a clock spring. But guessing about wiggling connection is ridiculous. And if one of my technicians do that, would do it start there, I would be really mad at it. Okay, so that's uh, okay. That's uh, great information. I may uh, take that to a shop. It sounds like it it takes some uh, special touch that I may not have. Well, taking the steering wheel off is real risky. 
because if you wipe out the turn signal switch or if you short that that uh, clock spring and cause uh, cause some wires to melt, that harness from down by your toes up the steering column up to the steering uh, to the horn ring and the uh, clock spring and all that kind of stuff, it can get expensive. So, and if it if it's contained with that harness, you're in good shape. But if it goes past that harness, you're really in bad shape. So, what part of town do you live in? I'm in North Phoenix, uh, about Seventh Street and Thunderbird. Okay, um, you. I would come back down to Harker's Auto, Thirty Eighth Avenue and Indian School. Um, I would come down to Twenty Fifth Street Auto, Twenty um, Fifth Street and Indian School, uh, Martin's Auto, Sixteenth Street south of I think it's Osborne. Um, Martin's Auto, Twenty uh, Fifth Street Auto, or um, uh, hold on just a minute, um, Larry Harker's Auto. All three of those guys could diagnose it and fix it. I'm guarantee you they they can do that. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Are oh, you welcome? All righty, Cat. Good morning to you. How can I help you? Good, good morning. Are you there? Yes, ma'am. I am. Okay. Uh, I have an '09 uh, Nissan Frontier or a crew cab type of thing, king cab, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, this happened about two and a half weeks ago. I'm driving down, and this little light comes on, and it says slip. And I said, what the heck is that? So when I looked it up in my manual, it has something to do with traction, and every once in a while the the brake light comes on. But the slip light doesn't stay on, but sometimes it does. Got any thought on that? Um, Is it a four-wheel drive by chance? No. Okay, two wheel drive. Um, yeah. the the red the red brake light. You said the red brake light comes on too. Yes. Every yes, every once in a while, but the slip light that's yellow on the right hand upper corner comes on, and it'll stay on sometimes for you know a long time. And then when I turn the engine off and go, it'll come. It'll not be on, but then sometimes it'll come on anyhow. Okay, and it's slip. It's S L I P. Right. Okay. Uh, I want to tell you something, Kat. This is a terrible show for me because I'm having to admit too many times that I don't know. I've never seen that line, but but, but accompanied with the red brake light, um, I, I'm wondering, and I'm, I'm guessing out loud here, I'm wondering if we don't have something, we've lost control of one of the sensors in the back end of the car because the car has to know that the, all the tires are rotating. And so that's what ABS is all about. Analog brakes is when the computer sees that one tire locks up and three are still rolling, then it dumps the pressure from the one that's locked up so that it can start rolling again. I'm thinking the slip might be a situation where it thinks that one of the rear tires is is running faster than the other, and it's really not supposed to do that unless you're stuck in the mud. So I can't answer that question for you, but I, I'm happy to do some research. If you want to email me, I'm happy to answer your question. Um, and I've written down that you've got a 09 Frontier with a yellow slip light and a red. Does it say brake or does it say ABS? It says brake, but it doesn't always come on. The slip light comes on a lot more than that. And I'm thinking if one tire is going faster than the other, wouldn't that kind of twist the truck around or something or make it kind of uh, hard to drive? Yes, ma'am, except if it's not really happening, but the computer thinks it's happening. So if you're driving down the road and the computer's looking at all the tires and they're doing 55 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden one of them goes to zero, the computer's concerned why one tire is at zero when in reality 
cat has no idea what's going on. So that's fake news all the way around. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's got ABS, so it's going to have sensors all the way around. What I don't understand yeah. and I've never seen before is this slip light. And I'm quite sure a little bit of research in the in the in the library I have will answer that question. So if you'll email me at mark at marksalem dot com, my name is Mark Salem, so it's real easy. Mark at marksalem dot com. Give me your phone number or or email me. I'll look it up and I'll answer your question for you. Okay, just out of curiosity. Okay, snow in Payson. Um, I'm in Payson right now. Um, I I usually come up here. I have horses up here, and I. I came up to feed him today, and I thought I'll just use uh, my studio here in Payson, but it crashed, and so I'm really sorry I wasn't in Tempe. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Is there snow there? Oh um, no, there isn't. This morning it was 21 degrees. There was frost on the back of my my mules and my horses, but it's you know it's and we had a flurry of snow three or four days ago, and it was kind of a sleep. A little small balls of of snow, and it didn't stick at all. But not too long before that, we had two inches of rain. So um, we're we're doing good on water, at least where we're at. But thank you for asking. Yeah. And and okay. and if I can be so bold as to be the Chamber of Commerce uh, of Payson, then it's it's up to you to decide. Renee and I, 10 years ago, looked at all the different places. We looked at Flagstaff, East and West, North and South, Prescott, Prescott Valley, Jerome, Camp Verde, Cottonwood, Payson, Heber, Sholo, uh, Pine, Strawberry. Um, we looked at all those places, and, and a lot of things drove us away from the I-17 corridor, which is accidents, <laughs> and, and getting tied up on the I-17 for hours and hours, which happens on Payson as well. We like the 5,000 altitude. We like the possibility of snow, and we like the, the, fine, the fact that it's 93 miles from where we live in Tempe. And uh, so we've been up here, and we've never really regretted it. It has some. Uh, it has some really nice restaurants, and it has a Bashes and a Safeway, and it has a Walmart, <laughs> and more important to me, it has a doggone Home Depot and three auto parts stores. So my uh, needs were the Home Depot and the auto parts stores, and her needs was a nice restaurant, grocery stores, and then she likes to go to Pine and Strawberry because she likes to go look at uh, all the antiques, the collectibles, and what I call otherwise junk. Nevertheless, you're not going to tell her I called her stuff junk on the radio because if you do, I'll hunt you down and flatten all your tires. But anyway, that's why we're up in pace. And then I bring the horses up here in the middle of April and then take them back in the middle of November. But they're still here because I want them here and it's not been that cold. <laughs> so that's it. Mark at MarkSalem.com. I appreciate you spending your Saturday with me. I'm sorry for the technical problems. I want to accept full responsibility for that. It has nothing to do with KKNT. They're far more professional than I am, and that's something that Gil and I couldn't fix, uh, although we tried for 20 minutes before the show, and I've done the whole show off my cell phone. So the quality is probably not there, and for that reason, um, I'm sorry as well. So mark at MarkSalem.com, mark at MarkSalem.com. You're welcome to ask me a car question, and if you include your phone number, I probably will call you back. I have real fat fingers, and I really hate to type, to be perfectly honest with you. Thank you, God bless you, and drive safe.